0: And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hey, Alex. Hi, Nick. (laughs) What's that little... (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, you coughing a little bit there, buddy? I am. I got a tickle in my lungs. Is that... (laughs) (laughs) Is that tickle called COVID? It could be. It could be. It could be. You're being really judgmental about the fact that I have caught COVID last week. <laughs> let, me, <laughs> let me tell you something right now,
2: uh-huh. okay?
3: So, of calls that I don't want to get in 2020, yeah. one of the calls I don't want to get is that my best friend and his wife have COVID-19. Do you know what I mean? Not a great call to get. Of course, I'm going to be worried. Of course, I'm going to be concerned. You're treating
0: it like, like you're at the freaking Disney World. You're exaggerating because I didn't call, because I couldn't, because I had COVID. So, I texted. Because I was too sick to make a phone call. This is going to be a trash <laughs> show. It, it really, it really. I, I have to make light of it. We, my wife and I are fine. Uh, we went through the hard part of the fevers and the things. It's it's not fun. Obviously, it's not fun. And and I could see if there were underlying health conditions, mm-hmm, if I was mm-hmm, in a mm-hmm. vulnerable demographic, mm-hmm. it would it would be a terrifying thing. Um, so please. Please take it seriously because it is a very serious thing Luckily (laughs) Luckily my wife and I uh, Got through relatively unscathed I can't smell anything Yeah, But besides that You know why
3: that is though Why is that I can say this honestly Because you're fucking white
0: Yes (laughs) it is (laughs) Little justice Little justice Little justice, oh. fuck yeah! In a applicable pl- time <laughs> for, a your flickable- little, <laughs> for your little. It's there little thing, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen.
3: Welcome, welcome, welcome to this horrible thing we do called Little Justice. I am Nick Walker. Who are you? Who are you? <laughs> uh, up until now, I've been Alex Smolo. Uh, we'll see now, where I end up. now, you are now you are a COVID patient Alex Smolo. We are we are very happy that you and Emily are on the mend. Is a good thing. We're also happy because we have an amazing, amazing, amazing guest here with us. Um, this woman was brought into my life. uh, I'd say, like, like Jenny, how long ago was this? Was this like two
1: months ago that we talked for the first time? Had to have been. Yes. Let's
3: just say yes. Yeah, let's say yes and go (laughs) with it. Jenny Curtis here. Jenny is is an amazing, amazing actor, improver, um, you know, kind of podcast guru. Her podcast. Um, which I was just on, just on, yeah. uh, like literally two days ago, um, is, is, is Hollywood Unscripted with the, with the Kurt Co. Media. It's, it's incredible. You've got to go check it out. Uh, Jenny Curtis, welcome to the show. We're so happy to have <laughs> you here. Thank
1: you. Wow, I've never heard myself introduced before. That was fun.
3: <laughs> <laughs> oh, dude, no. This is, this is the first in a long line. So how, how, how are you doing? We know that Alex is a sick, bedridden <clears throat> mess. How are he you
1: is. feeling, Jenny? Well, I feel like I'm not allowed to complain about anything because Alex is still no, here. No, please
0: talking. feel free. I'm fine. <laughs> you guys oh. are so sweet. Uh, oh my
1: god. I am. I am doing well. We'll say that. I did sleep a little funny, so my back is all messed up. But I'm gonna be like a spokesperson for the stem machine. If you guys don't have one of these little electric machine thing, yeah, Talk you to like us about tape that. it. Oh, so you? There are these. I, you know, I don't have the vocabulary for this, but you put these sticky things on your back and you turn on this little machine and it electrocutes oh, you and your muscles go all yeah. spazzy. Yep. It's a godsend. My I
0: wife, don't. my wife has one for menstrual cramps oh. on the front of this, kind of the same thing, like the little sticky pads. That's incredible. Know, it's, I've never yeah, tried it, that. It, That's... it like simulates muscles so you don't, you're not cramping and hurt. I actually, that, yeah. that sounds great. Maybe I'll stick them on my back because yeah. uh, my back hurts. I don't
1: think I would <laughs> survive without this little thing. Yeah. yeah.
3: So I have these uh, Alex, uh, Alex. Have we talked about my my bio- yeah? We've talked about my bionic
0: legs. We talked about those, right? You have, <laughs> yeah. If we did, I promptly <laughs> forgot. I'm sure that you've told me about Jenny. You've you've got so many like rituals and weird rituals little and devices and, and
3: gadgets. Stuff. Yeah. So Jenny, so there are, have you ever heard of Normatech boots? No, so NormaTech boots, I think, are right in line with everything that everybody's talking about right now. NormaTech boots are these boots that I have. I'm staring at them right now. They're in the corner of my bedroom, and basically, essentially, what they are is like almost like I mean, it, it's just it's just kind of advanced compression. So like when it, a lot of like athletes use them, we use them uh, for for Broadway stuff all the time, um, especially those of us who can't dance like myself. And um, what they do is essentially. It's like, it's like, you know, you know, when you're getting your blood pressure taken and they squeeze the thing on your arm, right? Uh Like, imagine that, but imagine that run by a machine for your entire lower body. So, like, it is literally squeezing the lactic acid, flushing it up and out of your legs. Um, So, like, anytime, if you've, you know, if you've ever worked out or, like, you know, done, done some major stuff, like, you know, squats, lunges, whatever, and your legs are feeling crappy, like, you put these on, I swear to God, like, it's like you have new legs. Um, they are the most incredible invention um and and I use them often or i use I was using them often uh when Broadway was a thing before it was in a coma um you know uh, very helpful very helpful so but i now I you just wear them
0: around the house well you can't walk in do you them have out. to like pl- plug them in Is no, yeah it
3: like- well you you know what you do you charge you charge the little the little remote there and then you don't uh, have to plug it in
0: right mm-hmm. as long as it's charged and then you can walk around the house. You can. I'm fact fact picturing. I'm picturing that. like 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 big ski boots. Yeah, that's it's exactly. What I'm that's perfect. That's. I mean, perfect. honestly,
1: what I'm picturing is like a full body hug. So it sounds really useful for a time of COVID when there's it no one is, around.
3: Jenny, <laughs> and Ooh. and let me tell you, it is a full body hug because they do in fact have like a like a torso attachment and mm. arms. So you can. Oh my It's God. Like, oh. like a
0: weighted a gravity blanket for your insides. That's that's Ooh. weird. Nobody, <laughs> wants that. <laughs> Nobody wants that. Nobody wants that. Jenny, we're going to get off gravity blanks. We're going to
3: talk a little bit about you. So, oh God, listen, okay. No, this is what we got to do. You're, I'm ready. You are I've prepped. I have an amazing, <laughs> excellent. We don't, no, no, we don't like prep here. There's no prep. You are an amazing podcast host, but you're also, uh, you know, I have to say, I spent the week uh, kind of doing a deep dive and seeing some of your work, looking at your, looking at your, your, your reels. Oh my. Um, Talk to me. I would like to talk about this improv thing you do, my friend, because you are kind of hysterical.
1: Oh, that uh, means more to me than I could ever tell you. Uh, I, yeah, I did improv for the, what you probably saw was my live improv reel, which was, I was in a group called the Mad Jack Rats, which I haven't been in, it's been about two years, maybe a year. I don't have time um, on my brain, but uh, yeah, improv has been something that I deeply love. And so When I kind of got into podcasting, which tends to be most of what I do now, uh, we started an improv podcast called When Last I Left, which if anybody likes uh, just idiotic, just idiotic, that's all I can say about it. uh, Go and listen to it. But it is an improv podcast that we had to stop doing because of COVID and we couldn't all be together. So, you know, here we go. That's that's. But I don't know what. Yeah, sometimes I improv. I like it a lot.
3: I mean, I can guarantee you that anybody who's listening to this podcast loves idiotic things. So, like, you will have a oh, bunch of new listeners on that. I'm so sorry that COVID stopped you, but I mean, that's not the only group you're involved in. You also have the Speakeasy Society. Mm-hmm. Um yeah. what? Where? I mean, and that that started uh, from from school, correct? From from
1: Yeah. So, like- Speakeasy Society is this unbelievable group. Uh, So immersive theater, in case anybody doesn't know what immersive theater is, is a full show that the audience is a part of. So when you come to one of our shows, you are a member of the cast. Essentially, you are running how things happen based on what you do. uh, The show reacts to you. And so Speakeasy started at CalArts because I went to CalArts and several of the artistic directors all met there, created this company. And have since put on just a ton of shows. Um, and I officially joined the group a few years ago. And we've done pieces. Uh, we did a party called a Wild Party. Oh, Let yeah. me try that again. A show called Wild Party. <laughs> that <laughs> it's early. I don't know. Um, it's not that early. I've been up since five. Okay. Nice. Let me you guys, I'm. I told you, I'm just gonna. I'm gonna we make love a fool it of myself. That's what we, we want
3: this. <laughs> we, that's why you're here. Please continue.
1: Um so Wild Party was basically we threw this big event. I think there was like a hundred people actually at the party itself. And the premise was that uh, F. Scott Fitzgerald and Zelda were throwing a party, and then you know, shit goes down because they were crazy. And so, um, I don't know. I'm just going to keep talking about no. Shows. It just
3: go. It just I love keep it, keep it up. Yeah, keep it up. Keep it's, up. Okay. Yeah, it's, it all, it's all the encouragement. God, that's all I
1: need. No, is this some is well. I mean, but, but you no. Know, what
3: I love about I mean, what I will say. What I love about immersive theater, right? Because I think that they're especially for those of us who who are in the theater who go to the theater often, right? That that separation from the audience can mm-hmm. always feel a little like I I find as a performer that you know people. You know they 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 pay their tickets they they work hard to to get this money and then they pay their tickets and they come sit down and you know if it's a Broadway show or a Broadway play, um they sit back and expect to be entertained, mm. and there's no onus there's nothing pulling them into engage and I, mm. I I have always found that what I love about uh, immersive theater is you often get the exact same caliber performances if not better performances, um but you are in the space. There's something that really happens when it's, I mean, it's the same thing of a, you know, same kind of rules of a haunted house, right? I mean, cause that, I mean, haunted house is actually, if you think about it, like an incredible immersive performance. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, you go to Universal Studios Hollywood, that's exactly what they're doing down there. You're, you're, you're throwing people into these spaces with actors and you're all breathing the same air, COVID. And um, (laughs) you are, you are all, but, but, but there is something that happens where all of a sudden you are a part of the story. Yeah, and that is that. Yeah,
1: go go go. And it's go. been yeah, it's been le- like honestly life changing in how I approach uh, my work because so we did a show called The Johnny Cycle, which is based on Dalton Trumbo's Johnny Got His Gun. Which yeah. if you've read it, it's not a comedy. Uh, so it's <laughs> World War One. Somebody gets his all of his limbs blown off, and his oh, that sounds hilarious. His, so funny, yeah. He loses his <laughs> sight, his all of his senses essentially, and he's just a lump of flesh in a hospital trying to figure out how to communicate and where he is and so we did a show because we thought why not (laughs) um we did a show basically the audience was johnny so you are the the title character who is in the hospital and this entire show is taking place in your brain and your memories and so it gave us the permission to kind of be really fluid in what floats in and what you're thinking about and what we're trying to make you think about and I got to play like Johnny's mom who uh you know my son never came home so I got to spend two and a half hours running around crying which is my favorite thing to do. Yeah. <laughs> That's and, amazing. But it's been it it was really interesting to me and I think I've said this uh you know if I'm going to talk about the main thing I learned about uh audience interaction in immersive theater was I have this. I had this monologue at the end and I'm just putting everything of myself into it. And it's really interesting to see how people are reacting because I'm a foot away from you. I can see if you're looking at me or if yeah. you're disengaged or whatever. And there was one night where a woman literally faced her entire body away from me and was staring mm. at the wall but like behind her. And it was, it threw me a little bit and it was kind of, it, it It took me a second to kind of get back on track and be like, okay, I can't, I can't focus on this one woman when there's 10 people surrounding me. And then at the end of the monologue, she turned around and I saw that she had been crying and she just didn't want mm-hmm. to be looking at me in the eyes. <laughs> and and it, it, it kind of goes back to what you were saying, Nick, about like, the audience engagement and being able to really be a part of it of you you don't know what's connecting with someone when you're in a proscenium theater. Um, And when you're face to face, it really changes the dynamic of how, how you connect. And so, Yeah. yeah, I love immersive theater. I cannot wait until COVID is over and I can touch people's faces again.
2: No,
3: you got I mean, I can't wait till COVID is over and I can punch Alex in the face again. You know what I mean? Yeah, but that'll be fun. Me that'll too. Be super, super fun. <laughs> there you go. Jenny's in on it. See, no, but, but to your point, no, to your point, Jenny, I think that's exactly right. And I, and I love, I love your passion for it. Um, It, it reminds me, did you ever get to see, Uh, I don't know if it ever came to, to out of LA way, but in New York, there was this immersive production of Sweeney Todd. Um, no. At the Barrow Street Theater. Oh my God! I mean, I think we've talked about it on this podcast. Alex. Yeah, I think we talked when we talked about Sweeney the yeah, movie, the movie, the movie Sweeney. It. Um, yeah. it was it was this incredible uh, production at the Barrow Street Theater where they turned it was a small theater space, but they turned the theater into a pie shop. And um, so, like, you'd come thirty minutes before, you get f- pies. And oh the, yeah,
0: and then like the actors were standing on the tables, like it was. Yeah, it was. It's truly- amazing. I mean, the, yeah. the the best the best theater that I experienced in L. A. Uh, was an interactive version of One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest.
1: Oh, oh shit. hell yeah.
0: Where you come, come in, they bring you in. It's a limited audience of like 15, 20 people. Uh, they basically like, they don't put you in a straight jacket like you're tied up, but you become an inmate in the asylum. Mm, and wow. you go in and, and so you're in the room and then, and then you sort of shift off and they do it in phases. So like every now and then the production stops at a point where you can then wander around and like, it's almost like escape roomy where there's like clues and stuff hidden. You find mm-hmm. clues to find answers, and there's like a little bar. You have like drink tickets that you can earn by solving, by solving <laughs> riddles. And your stuff. reward for solving
1: and, things and, is drinking,
0: right? Oh, yeah. and, and and the actors who you're watching perform are also wandering around acting on you, right? Like mm-hmm. they're all acting against you, uh, and then you go back to your seat, quote unquote. And then you watch them, and like the performance. And then you watch like really great performances, mm-hmm. and then it yeah. breaks back. And it's just it was such a fascinating uh, thing to to spend you know to spend a couple hours doing like it's it's you know, like a theater enhancement to <laughs> me I, where it's not yeah. uh, just sitting in a dark room. You know,
3: can just, I tell right. you guys about my about my dream for like the perfect what I think would be the perfect uh, immersive theater slash kind of haunted house. Oh so like, yes. And here's the thing. If either of you steal this from me and build it before I do, I will actually kill you. I will <laughs> find on. you. I don't care. Like it's Go so on. I, cause nobody's done this yet and I don't understand why there was a comic that came out by Grant Morrison called Arkham Asylum, a serious house on serious earth. Has anybody ever read it? No. No. Great. Okay. It's oh, really yeah. back
0: in my day. I read, what is it back before you
3: got COVID? Back, Back before I day. got COVID, yeah, it was my favorite. <laughs> <Yeah. book. laughs> Arkham Asylum, a serious house on serious Earth, by Grant Morrison. It really, it's it's a beautiful comic. Um, and it, I, it's it's I mean, uh, so Jenny, I'm a huge Batman fan. If you if you didn't know, uh, mm-hmm. and uh, this comic is really kind of this very strange, creepy, um, comic where it's basically that uh, the plot is that um, Joker has broken out of his cell in arkham asylum and is has taken the staff hostage and batman is sent to come and you know negotiate the hostage situation the only person they're going to talk to is batman and what it becomes you know he he goes in there and the, uh, you know he has these lines before before he's outside he's with commissioner gordon commissioner gordon's like are you sure you want to go in there and he's like you know I, i'm not a, a paraphrasing here but he says you know I'm not afraid of anything they'll do to me in there, Jim. What I'm afraid of is that I'll go in there, and I'll feel like I'm home. And it's just the whole comic is uh, about how he feel like he feels just as crazy as they are. Like, and that's the truth, right? He's literally he a needle's edge, as,
0: as crazy as they as are, yeah. he <laughs> is.
3: And but so so it's the comic is just him walking from cell to cell, interacting with all of his villains who really are just reflections of him. But like it, it's drawn in this crazy. Like almost uh, Jackson Pollock-esque way, like just splatter lines everywhere. like it's not there's no there's no like uh, vector lines it's it's all like free form, just paint everywhere. It is really a beautiful and, and haunting story and I've my, my dream has always been to like put people in the situation. Like yeah. Do, like, yeah, just like you, you're Batman and you're walking through. Yeah. If somebody's already done it, I'll be, I'll cry I feel like right now. <laughs> I
0: mean, is DC, does DC have theme park presence like at universal or anything I like mean, that? I mean, yeah, well, universal is WB. So that's, that's them. Yeah. I mean, they, they, I don't know if like they're uh, Arkham Asylum as a, as an idea in yeah. no matter how they did it would work so well as like a, a Ooh, bizarro yeah. ride. I'm sure they've done kind of it. I'm yeah. sure I'm going to look it up, and they've done it. But that,
1: I mean, but if they I, haven't, now's the time to craft the pitch and send it over. Right. To yes. them. Yeah. That's right. Exa-
3: Seriously. Oh yeah, yeah. You guys aren't doing anything. Look at my pitch, please. Um, <laughs> no, but that's that's so true. So so we yeah we we love that. So but but so Jenny, you know, obviously you're an incredible artist. Talk to me then how this podcast came about because this is a very different. I mean, it actually in, in a way it's kind of similar principles of immersive theater, right? You're you're kind of bringing us into the behind the scenes bring us closer to these artists who we may know and love um I like that
1: yeah. I mean, the, yeah
3: man i'm just i'm just looking at your work and, and finding the patterns but where where did where where did this come from for you how did this start
1: um okay so to take it all the way back uh Co media and this is something that i struggled with talking about for a little while because Nepotism is looked down upon, but Kirk Comedia was my father is my father's company and for mm-hmm. 30 years he published magazines and uh the magazines went, you know, in a certain direction with the way society moved and so then he decided in the past couple of years he was trying to figure out what he wanted to do with his company now that the world is different and he landed on podcasting because it's this amazing realm that has kind of always been around in radio, but it's kind of new in how everybody's, like you said, interacting and, and connecting. And so he started this company and for the first time in my life, because I had, you know, I was the independent middle child who was going to go off and do my own thing as an artist and not work for the family company. And then, (laughs) and then he basically, he had this, uh, company that was in production. And I had a decade of production under my belt. So I started helping out just kind of talking through things and and giving a little bit of it, a little bit of advice. And within like a month of him starting the company, I worked there, which was never in the cards before. But, you know, I, I kind of find that the way my path has worked is I just follow whatever the next curve is. I don't, I don't plan too far ahead. And yeah. uh so I ended up working at Kurt Co. as a producer, and Hollywood Unscripted was originally not my show. It uh the first season was a collaboration with the Malibu Film Society, and our host was is was named Scott Talal. And I just came on to produce the show and it was so much fun to listen to, and you know everything I love is is creating and movies and all of these wonderful things. And after the first season and and um you know, Scott and Kurt co-parted ways, and we needed someone to kind of keep the conversations going, so I hopped in as a host, not really anticipating staying, but I did is really the the short answer to that. And it has been, uh, I think I started being a host basically the first or second week of, of quarantine. And this and my other podcast, a moment of your time is really how I have made it through this whole time because I, I spend all of my time thinking about creating and helping other people create and talking to people about how they create. And it has been, I guess the only thing that, that, gives me a little bit of solace in a time that we were all kind of stuck far away from each other so yeah, that's- yeah.
3: but like also let's you know it's not like you just kind of oh yeah I fell into a, a, a podcast I mean your podcast is getting some amazing people to yeah. talk to you know what I mean like you, you have talked to uh, you know Julie Taymor yeah um, Jim Sturgis I mean like yeah. Lance Reddick who's literally One of my heroes. God,
1: Lance was amazing. If you haven't listened to that episode, go. Yeah, I could talk to him all day. He was fantastic. I think I did. I think I went like an hour over our scheduled time. Yeah.
3: Yeah, I think that's smart. I think you keep Lance Reddick in the room as long as you can. <laughs> yeah, yeah, seriously. Yeah. I don't care what else your schedule is doing. Oh, you're you're here now. He was <laughs>
1: phenomenal. And that's really what it is. I keep telling all of my guests, I'm like, will you stay an extra five minutes? <laughs> and it's that. really dependent on if they're willing to talk to me, which a lot of them have been. And that's that's been, I don't know why these people want to talk to me. I'm a very dep- self-deprecating person in case we can't tell that. Um, but Welcome it, to the club. <laughs> yeah. we are. I. I I honestly, it's been just, uh, I don't know how these people are saying yes, but they are. And then once we're in the virtual room together, it's just a wonderful, beautiful conversation about life and love of art. And I mean, Nick, um, you joining the conversation made it astronomically better in my opinion, but, oh, please. Uh, but you got the feeling of it, If it's just, kind of the same thing you guys are doing here where you just talk but like it's all about passion and i think that's what people want to hear about rather than um i i don't know i don't know that's no, all i have to say but about
3: i that. but i know I, I completely agree i think i think that one of the things that i have found you know when when we when we started when we had the first idea for this for this podcast which was so many years ago with tapes that shall never be found locked away in in the cabinet as we've said before don't try to find them um uh you know we we really wanted to be like film critique and like do all this you know like mm-hmm. review things and shit and we didn't know shit so like what the fuck are we doing reviewing shit like you know what I mean like like no like stop and and i think that we have found just our niche as two people who just love this stuff you know who love this art you know um
1: and that's that's... what people need more of just there's so much there's so much critique out there and there are things that deserve to be critiqued but also like once in a while it's okay to just say hey I really love what you're doing and I think it was Paul Thomas Anderson who had a quote that I now don't have in front of me but he basically said like you should never say you hate a movie or you hate something someone's done you say it's not for you because it doesn't help the artistic world to just shut something down right and I feel like to to be able to say like I love something or I really enjoy what you did with this is uh it's an important part of keeping people uh creative
0: yeah yeah that's huge that's huge. Yeah. You hear that, Alex? That's what's important. I do. <laughs> well, that, I think that's where we kind of went astray in the early days of, of trying to do this was like, it's so easy when you're doing like quote unquote criticism to be unnecessarily critical, right? Mm-hmm. To have a negative spin on it instead of a positive one. Cause you can, you can be critical while still maintaining a positive approach. Yeah. Um, and I think that the, the, the difference is pretty vast especially when no one asked you in the first place <laughs> literally no one asked, <laughs> you know when when it's when, to, to be putting yourself in a position to just get out in front of people and be like this is dumb i hate it like when nobody cared anyway it's like okay yeah like what, are you, what are you doing at that? that point yeah exactly like, please
3: stop please stop you know like I, and i yeah. think i think that's why i love our podcast because now mm-hmm. we're here just just like you know hollywood unscripted just trying to create community mm-hmm. trying to talk, create talking to love. interesting people about mm-hmm. things we love Almost like, like we're gathered around a table during the holidays. Yes, yeah. but independently, right? But Still independently. together
0: with family, but not together. <laughs> but, but do you see how I did that, though, Alex? You see how I put the theme Was of that the show? A- that's the oh, theme of the our holidays. show. For the holidays. I missed it. Oh, God damn it, wow. Alex. Oh I missed it too. I did a great I guess pivot. I, no, uh, I guess it's not that great if we both miss the pivot.
3: So, so, <laughs> well, shut the... F- I don't care. I don't care. I tried for the pivot. You're I was, trying,
0: man. We're, we're working on it. You're building it. Usually, am building I can, it Because I, I had it going. I was waiting for my opportunity to slip in with it. But you've, yeah, yeah, you've yeah. taken the initiative in the last few to, to get I've, in there. I've, I'm really trying to get in there and pivot I want for it. my us. job
3: back. Yeah, well <laughs> I want my I want my healthy <laughs> friend back. I'm <How> a <laughs> <coughs> <coughs> Yeah. Oh. Jesus Christ. Um <laughs> So yes, today, uh, you know, now's the part where we talk about movies, you know, like we like we oh. promised we'd do.
1: Right, okay. we are a
3: movie pod. Like people forget that everyone comes on here. And we well, you guys sudden... are just so
1: much fun to talk to.
3: Aw, thank you. Yeah. That's very kind. Uh-huh. But yeah, we, you know, we are we do do movies. We talk about movies here. So uh, today we're talking about the holiday movies, and uh, we are recording this uh, maybe I think five days out from Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. Um, you
0: know, so so holidays, the holiday season has well begun. It's um, here. I mean, it's been here in our house since the beginning of November. I think as soon as Halloween was over, we pulled out because we got the little little fake tree with the ornaments with our initials on them and like little string lights and stuff. Well, yeah, because what is more cozy than an apartment that's been holidayified, right? Like Mm -hmm. there's nothing better than candles and string lights. Yeah. That's it really. And little metal reindeer.
1: I used to have a rule that like it wasn't until the day after Thanksgiving that my like real holiday would start. But, you know, this year... This is holidays. We need them. We need them. Well, that's the
0: thing. I think the idea of holiday has expanded a little bit. Like the holiday season is, it should be treated. I think with what people treat Christmas as, right? Like, agree. Take take Christmas out of holiday and spread it across two and a half months, and you've got like because it's still the same thing, right? It's about warmth and hearth and home and family and love and comfort and all. Like, it's just a nice way to spend time. And why limit that to you know? (laughs) weeks. laughing at the cough <laughs> no laugh at him <laughs> this is not a nice way to spend time but i'll be good to go by by holiday season so <laughs> good um, um,
3: no but it's it, you know it, it's so funny because uh yeah my 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 wife is the opposite with all these things she <laughs> if 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 sarah could extend halloween into forever she would and there's no day in. she should she does she should just do it oh no she automatically does no 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 we don't take we don't take the halloween decorations down till <laughs> maybe maybe december 15th like they really do stay up and uh and that's just that's just how it is in our home uh yeah. You know, well, being uh, married
0: to you is a scary thing. It's terrifying. I'm very
3: confused as to how we've lived, how we've done this this long, like <laughs> because really, you're a walking Halloween decoration. Thing. I am. I'm a, that was a good one. That's. It. I wish it was there a Halloween episode. That would be a good pivot. But oh, we not. can do a
0: Halloween episode. We, we did. Can, we do. Well, we slasher <laughs> was <laughs> kind of. Wasn't a Slasher a Halloween episode? Yeah, but we got. We can, can do of, more. We can go back. Right, yeah. We can go Specific back. H- we got, movies about Halloween. Yeah, we got Jenny now.
1: We can do yeah, the Halloween. We can do, we do whatever We can talk about Halloween. I can pivot. I mean, you can pivot. You know, I might panic about it for a minute, but right, let's do, that- let's
0: do a, a lightning round Halloween oh. right now. Let's do it. Okay, All right. round Halloween movie. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, everybody okay. gets one. Everybody gets one minute. A rapid fire. Okay, Nick, line it up. Wait, the movie. Like, describe the movie. Yep, we're right. Rapid lightning fire. Round,
3: lightning round lightning yep. round. All right, uh, I gotta go. So it's I uh, begins with some. I think. I mean, if the movie. See, I haven't watched it in a minute, but movie begins us a narration.
0: Uh, <laughs> but, it's Hocus Pocus. It's Hocus Pocus. I, I know. Hocus so, Hocus was, Hocus. so was mine. <laughs> the only Halloween movie that exists is Hocus Pocus. Somehow, so true. Which so we watched true. on Halloween. Like, I what? what is it about that movie?
1: It's so it's good. It's perfect. What? I mean it's kind of problematic, but it's also perfect. It's
3: hugely problematic. <laughs> let's not talk about anyone's Yabos, especially not someone who's under the age of nineteen. Can we not do that, please? Yeah, let's oh tell children God. it's really
1: embarrassing to be a virgin, you know, all of Super those. Super embarrassing.
0: Things. My favorite part is for some reason in like the early nineties, like the thing for for like preteens was the dudes in in the like billowy. Uh, like colonial yes. shirts yes. that v- down here that are like with strings tied on them and stuff. So it was like the the kid in Casper came out wearing one, and all Devin the Sawa. people, Devon saw like Sawa, everybody yeah. in all these movies. Uh, that was like the hot thing for like eleven year olds. Do you think? Do you bizarre.
3: think that it was because Daniel Day Lewis wore one in The Crucible, and then honestly, it was... <laughs> maybe that was it. I think That's why we're being kind of a maybe. Crucible.
1: Point. That was one hundred percent. I mean, honestly, in in real history, I'm sure they were all in t-shirts. So it just yes. movies dictate yeah. what we do, you know. One hundred percent. Daniel Day t-shirts,
3: t-shirts oh. and jeans, and then Daniel Day Lewis <laughs> fucks it up like he always does <laughs> for everyone. Uh, yeah, man. No, Thackeray
0: Binks all the way. Team Team Binks. Thackeray. Oh, Thackeray. I asked Ebony. I asked Ebony if we could name our kid Thackeray, and she turned me down promptly. But what? I'm, I'm holding out hope.
1: Yeah, just do Thack. it. Yeah, Get to the birth certificate
0: first, you know. His name is thack. like <laughs> nice. Just a race to the thacky. birth certificate. Little <laughs> <thacky. Erase laughs> the birth certificate. Slip the doctor a 20, like you're just, just Change just that Z it. to a TH. That's right. <laughs> but yeah, no, that would let's be just... Oh,
3: it'd be brilliant. It'd be mm-hmm. brilliant and he and he will do it. So let's you heard it here first, folks.
0: Fact. Exactly. Um, yeah, it's exactly like Zachary with a list. But funny story, my sister Shayna, uh my my Shana? parents always my parents always talk about how they wanted to name her Sarah, uh, but they, but my dad was worried that she would have a, like a lisp and then she'd go around and say, my name is Thera. That's what he was worried about for some <laughs> reason. So they turn around and name her Shayna.
3: That doesn't make any sense.
0: Though. It doesn't make, it literally doesn't make any sense. It's like more lisp pro and than like, I I don't know. That's the family. Who knows? From.
3: Listen, that's a great family. It's a beautiful uh, thing. It's a beautiful thing, you know, uh, but, but, but yeah, yeah. Shayna, you're beautiful either way. And you know that. Shayna, I like your
1: name. Shayna's a beautiful name.
3: Shayna's a beautiful name. Nick can stay away.
1: And there's like a million Sarahs, you know? There There are, are,
3: but only one of them is my wife. And I have to say that. Oh yeah, sorry. No, 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 don't be sorry. No, no, don't be sorry. I, I have to say that or else I will be killed. Uh,
1: yeah,
3: there's so, only one, Sarah. There's yeah. only one. No, there's only one. There's only one. There's only one. <laughs> one, 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 one. Um, but yeah, back to the holiday movies, <laughs> which is, see, that's the thing. We just get off, you know, we which go is, off into crazy tangents. Sorry. Here, but no, don't we're be on holiday.
0: Holiday We're on holiday. Holiday is about enjoying the time that you have with the people you love, and that's what we're doing. So that's we exactly are. We're stick. Doing. We're on theme this whole time. Well, let Damn, me ask thinking. you guys.
3: There, there it is. Let me ask you guys: What constitutes a holiday movie for y'all? Because we, I find you know, listening back to our pod, I find that we sometimes, or I sometimes, kind of judge the definition of the genre that we picked. And mm-hmm. uh, you know what I mean? Like, I don't, I don't necessarily play by the rules of it. I haven't for a while. Um, mm. So I, I want to know what you guys define as the holiday movie. And thusly, I will tell you if my movie pick actually falls in line with that but what is it for you what what is the holiday movie for you
1: i mean i'm just gonna say it, it takes place at christmas that's it that's, that's my holiday
3: movie.
0: The, the soul the soul thing the
3: well, soul thing because here's my question so are we not counting thanksgiving movies as holiday movies see what i'm saying
1: yeah but thanksgiving is question. part of christmas you know christmas like we said it starts after <laughs> halloween <laughs>
0: It's all wrapped up. It's all the same thing. <laughs> There's, yeah, it's just a slight variation in the dinner. It's like yeah. whatever whatever the animal you've slaughtered in the yeah. middle of the table is defines what, the, you know, but they're both holiday.
1: It has to be cold it, out, even though we live in California, some of us, and it right. has to have candles lit at some kind of point.
0: Yeah. Well, so I, I had this conversation with my wife last night. I was like, what what is a holiday movie? like? Because most of them are romances, mm-hmm. right? Um, Hmm. and I, I and I realized like, to me, what, what the holiday season is like really what it is, is that it's, it's, uh, the, the creative, uh, explanation of walking into like a warm home, like walking through the door and there's people you love and food cooking and a fire going and Mm -hmm. light, like just comfort and safety and warmth for whatever reason, like every that feeling if you just put that in any holiday movie, like that's that's what makes it feel that way, um, in in some weird way, like that. So that to me, and I guess it doesn't even need to be on a holiday to to have that feeling. But there's the Christmas magic, you know, the holiday magic. Like I think that's what what people are talking about. See, yeah, I I love your definition. Now your definition makes me feel a whole lot better about what I chose. Okay, good. good, 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 good.
3: Cause yeah. Yeah. I think it's, I think you're, I think you're right. I think, and I think it's not just for the characters in the movie. I also think that a holiday, a good holiday movie is a movie that does that for your family, right? You, you want to gather around and watch this movie and it reminds you of those warm feelings and the, and the dinner on the table and all those things, you know, that's, Mm -hmm. I think where it can fall. Um, you know, and I'm
0: sure that I'm sure that per person it changes too, because not everyone is lucky enough to have that situation, right? Like, yeah, that goes yeah. all the way back to childhood. Like some people are not in situations where that, but I'm sure that there there's some idea that they have of what like home and hearth is, yeah. um, and that can I mean yeah. it can translate into so many different directions.
3: You really uh, love that word hearth. hearth. I really do. <laughs> it's a love good that word. word.
0: Hearth. We is should it, really be Is it a
3: noun? Is I? am gonna check. Hearth. I have to check. Yeah. yeah. Is it? Oh yeah. Isn't oh, it? He, he is. He's right. He's a fucking noun. I'm fucking. Of
0: course, it. it is the floor of a fireplace. Everyone should have the floor in their fireplace. Yeah, I didn't I, realize that. That's what it was, or the area. I in actually front didn't know that. No, that's what I'm saying. He was just. That's what he, Alex is just out here shooting in the dark. Well, works. used as a symbol of one's home, he left hearth and home to train in Denmark. Oh, so that's, you left that's the, the sentence floor that Google's your giving us.
1: Place, yeah. To go train in Denmark. <laughs> to go train in
0: Denmark. <laughs> to go train for what? What are you training for? No, I think I think he just wanted to take a train in Denmark. To, to go like, take a train to he Denmark. He left the safety of his hearth and home to, <laughs> to go not take, a, take train. a train to Denmark, to go to Denmark and train around. Just yes. ride trains around Denmark. Sounds his like fa- his family's basically excommunicated him. He's that's why he left. Poor he's guy. obsessed with trains. It's weird.
1: Yeah. yeah, but trains are also a holiday thing, you know? So they
0: very much can are. be they can yeah. be because absolutely. they're safe and they're warm. Like <laughs> and, and and that's why like cold and all that like cuz the outside is so brutal, right? Mm-hmm. That's what makes the inside being warm and cozy, warm and cozy because outside it's supposed to be snowing and the world is supposed to be chaotic. Like the holiday season is going to be great for people this year as long as they're being safe about it. Uh, yeah. Just because of what's going on outside, I don't think it's a coincidence that that the most popular holiday in the world takes place at the end of the year, right? At yep. a time when people have been through so much, it's like a way to cap things off and bring things back to what matters um, before launching into another year of just of just anarchy. Oh, great! Um, anarchy, so, yeah,
3: yeah, man. Well, do we want to do we want to kick this off? Obviously, we'll save Jenny's pick for last since she is the guest of honor.
1: Oh boy. Yeah.
0: Oh yeah. Or should we should we take a quick breather? You want to line oh, up? Oh yeah, quick we breather? should. Well, yeah, you should definitely take a breather. You're usually. You're, I, I don't want to. I don't want to be that guy. Like you're the ad guy, and I do the transitions. Okay. The, all right. So Wait, you, you do the, God, Yeah, I'm gonna do. What do you want me to do? It? No, no, I'm
3: gonna. No, you don't. Know you do it. You do it. <laughs>
1: I think we should go to an ad.
3: Ladies and gentlemen. Oh, it. It. oh, she did it. <laughs> Jenny did it.
1: <laughs> we're
3: just, we're just gonna cut it there. That's it. Boom Boom done. Hope you Welcome enjoyed back. that ad brought to you yeah. by Jenny. Jenny did the ad break, guys. And he was fucking brilliant. He was fucking brilliant. That's why Jenny's here because she she's, she's she's we're gonna the have to cut her. We're gonna have Make to cut her in thirty percent. Thirty dude. Thirty percent of five dollars.
1: That's,
0: that's all I need. Mean. We five dollars we're getting. But well, that's that seems like. That'd be great. I'd love. You guys are making
1: so much more than we are,
0: (laughs) dude. (laughs) Podcast
3: life.
1: Uh, (laughs) Anyway,
3: Uh, so who's who's so
0: Alex? Which one of us is going for this? uh, I can start. So I, whereas you might be, you know, trying to be a a bad boy, choosing something off the grid. Shut uh, up. I just I leaned I leaned right into it, and I was excited to do it. And I, I'm really scared. It's
1: going to be the same as mine. I just have to say it very much. For
0: whatever reason, this movie uh, seems to hook with people, and I want to talk about why that might be. Uh, Because it didn't get especially well reviewed. Uh, It made it made decent money because it's a holiday movie with big actors. Um, But I, for some reason, I watch it every year. I just watched it again this morning, and like, I don't know. Okay, so uh, we open on uh well i don't even know how we open it's, it's basically a montage of four characters one of them is a columnist writer she writes for a magazine she is and they're all going through relationship stuff yeah. she is in love with her ex who she just found out is engaged you idiot then we go over to <laughs> a musician he scores movies Uh, he has a relationship with somebody who doesn't really care about him, but he's too optimistic and positive to even tell at this point. Right. But you can tell something's off cut to someone else. She cuts movie, uh, trailers for a living. Uh, and she just found out that her boyfriend was cheating on her and she breaks up with him. Uh, and then we cut to our fourth person who's just out at a bar and he's like the most beautiful man you've ever seen in your whole life. And that's all you know about him. Uh, the woman who has broken up with her boyfriend decides she needs a vacation. Decides to swap houses with the columnist from England. They switch between L.A. and Surrey, uh, and they both proceed to fall in love with their male counterparts.
1: How um, long are we supposed to let you go on? Just oh, you
0: you could have cut in. me off a long time ago, but <laughs> I'm just kind oh. of watching the movie in my head right now and enjoying myself. Like, Jenny. would you
1: say that they were perhaps going on a holiday?
0: I might
1: uh, I'm interested in Renting your
2: house I'm wondering if your house is available this Christmas
1: Because if it is You could be a real lifesaver. I'm very interested but the cottage is really only available for home exchange Home exchange? What is that? We switch houses, cars, everything I've done it before, but friends of mine have. Where are you? Please
0: say somewhere far away. I don't know what it is. This, okay, so everything about this movie is 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 middle, right? <laughs> what do you mean by that? Every Rose everything reveal. about this this is the most inoffensive, unchallenging <laughs> movie that exists. Like every character, even the problems they have are not bad problems right? Like, mm-hmm. like everyone's they, nobody's having money problems. Nobody's having health problems. Nobody's having the only relationship problems they have are relationships that are from the get go, very obviously bad. And you do not care that these relationships are trouble. Mm-hmm. Um, they are all in uh, great situations to improve themselves, which they do Throughout the entire film, and they find happiness. It's not like they're finding problems all the way through, and then it ends happy. They literally are having good things happen to them the whole time. All of them, <laughs> and they <laughs> the have meeting, no
1: trust issues because and they, they have no trust issues.
0: Into their These two women get on a chat room and decide to imagine getting on Airbnb without Airbnb's like security <laughs> and insurance and all this stuff. Randomly talking to someone and saying, "Hey, I'll trade you my." million Beverly Hills mansion for your country cottage in the UK. I'll be there tomorrow and we'll just swap without even talking on the phone or Mm -hmm. anything. And they just do it. This is like kind of pre mass internet. This is like right when the internet was believable, but nobody really knew uh, the potential of it. So it kind of made sense that, okay, well, yeah, they could, they could swap like that. Uh, But like both of them, they both meet these amazing, men and they find themselves in these new wonderful situations uh and the the problems that they started with are are pretty solved (laughs) as they go through um and then it just ends happily ever it's like it makes me feel all warm and fuzzy inside talk to me about the cast of this movie the cast is incredible okay so cameron diaz and kate winslet and jude law and jack black which is like kind of an odd an odd thing but Makes total sense in in light of Kate Winslet's character and, uh-huh. and kind of what her match would be like yeah. like who what kind of person she'd be. Looking well, that's for. that's what I was gonna say because when we see you know we see Jude Law, we see Kate Winslet, we see uh, Cameron Diaz,
3: and then we see Jack Black.
0: Well, and so I-, I mean, it it covers every facet of an important relationship, and it doesn't shoehorn unrealistic personality traits onto characters who who don't need them. So it uses Cameron Diaz and Jude law as the beautiful, sexy couple who, you know, she's got major issues, uh, but a good heart and, and all this stuff. And, and, and Kate Winslet doesn't really have a sex scene. Um, they don't, ex- they don't examine much of that part of the relationship on, on the Kate Winslet, Jack Black side. Like they, they use, you know, Jude law and Cameron Diaz for that. Um, and it, because of that, it makes sense all the way through. You don't feel pandered to, you don't feel like they're, you know, you, you kind of believe it in a way, even though these are, are Barbie dolls, right? right? With And they, but they both seem to be very well off, like lots of, of money and love and they're just great people and all this stuff. Somehow it, it still seems believable because the relationships need each other, right? They fit each other so well. And I think, yeah, I don't know. Well, cool. I mean, here's my question to both of you,
3: because the reason I wanted to ask about the cast is, is I, you know, we you ha- you are casting these people who like even you know Jack Black is he like is he is he the most conventionally handsome? No, but he has like an electric charisma, right? All these people who are put in these like like. Like like you said, Alex, it's all middle of the road. Like they're in these jobs that are at once glamorous,
0: but also not. But also not, yeah. Do you mean they they make it seem like it's normal? Like everybody has a job like this, everybody has a house like this. Like this is just normal people. Yeah. And they're all like 31 with, you know, these millions of (laughs) dollar estates. Just (laughs) easy to do,
3: you know. I don't remember one black person in this movie. (laughs) Am I I correct
1: in saying
0: that? Yes, maybe at one of the office parties
1: somewhere Somewhere (laughs) deep in the background, somewhere deep
0: in the background. Um, Yes, no, very few, very few. And it is it's 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 completely whitewashed, which is not okay i can i can uh agree to that and i maybe have willfully you know removed that from my periphery i think i think the Um, most the the
3: person most of color in this movie was shannon sassaman if i remember correctly and that i don't even know if she's actually of color i think i think i'm just making that up in my head (laughs) i have no idea i
0: have no idea yeah don't Um, worry about it i mean the bet sorry the best cameo in this movie is, uh, is eli wallach Right, who is mm-hmm. the ugly and the good, the bad and the ugly? He's an old Western actor, like a, a legend in his own right. Uh, plays a uh, you know an old screenwriter who gets honored at the end. Is like oh just for more heartwarming stuff. This guy who doesn't believe in himself anymore, and Kate Winslet helps him, whatever. Um, Learn to fun, walk. Fun <laughs> fact, fun fact, Nick. The movie that you and I made together. uh co- do, do you remember Tyler, the yeah. costume designer? Yeah, that Eli Wallach's grandson. I love that. What a what a treat! treat. Jenny, what what were you going to
3: say? We we rudely
0: cut you off. What were you going to say? No,
1: not rudely at all. I was going to go jump on the critique train, which, as if we circle back to the beginning of this conversation, I said I wouldn't do. Do But
0: rip (laughs) it apart, please.
1: The only thing I have to say, I don't have any questions about Kate Winslet and Jack Black's relationship. No, it's beautiful. It's beautiful, but I just want to point out that it never happens the other way around, where there's a beautiful guy and a quirky girl
3: thank yeah. you let's talk about it let's get so you guys real. are saying
0: that jack black is ugly then
3: no, no we're not quirky. God, he's cor- dude i cannot stand you but it's
0: but it's so true and i mean and again you're talking about a movie. When, when was this made like 2005 six or something like that well but 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 again i and my defense of this because yes that is an obvious problem across uh too many too many movies that try to do this like uh but in terms of looking at the two main characters who are the two women and and what is not what they're not able to find in themselves and in their relationships, right like she is head over heroes in love with a boss who uses her and, mm-hmm. and neglects her and she keeps coming back because of how she feels about herself. So the idea that she would find somebody who despite everything despite h- having a terrible girlfriend and all this stuff is just is just so, content with himself like like you could put Jack Black's traits down on a piece of paper no matter what he looks like and script wise it fits right into what that character needs
1: right mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I have no problem with that I'm just saying I want like a holiday they, too where they reverse it because Kate Winslet that. is one of right. the most beautiful women that's ever existed so I want one of the most beautiful men that's ever existed who finds something that he needs in a woman who isn't I love that stereotypically beautiful let's okay. I'm in.
3: let's 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 I think we're gonna write it I think that's I think that's what we're talking about here. <laughs> that's your next so, film that's our next film that's what we're oh doing. hell yeah yeah we're making it happen um no this is but it's so true but you know and I, here's the thing I because uh, I'm looking this up right now Nancy Myers uh who wrote who who wrote it and I think directed it as well um is you know obviously has a long long history of you know uh, classic romantic films and just classic films and um you know, knows what she's talking about. I would say this is a person who, who, who knows how to make a good story. Hmm. So, so not, not an attack on that at all. It's just, it's just funny how I think one of the things you run into with these holiday movies often is, is, is these, quote unquote, idealized situations. And funny how, and it's just interesting to chart how the idealization has, has changed from decade to decade and and you know what we considered like acceptable in 2006 in a holiday movie today would not be the same thing yeah. um
0: you know so it's just it's just
3: interesting to look back on yeah um, i guess
0: i guess i find a little bit of safety in in naivete of yeah. films like that um, and it was right why, why uh when we were doing political farce last week uh you know you watching dave, dave felt the same way where it's like okay the logic of it doesn't really make sense that whatever but like it just, it's just a warm and it's, fuzzy movie it's yeah. to make you feel good. Yeah. And, and sometimes you just want to put away pessimism, right? You want to just, you just want to feel good. Mm-hmm. Uh, Absolutely. And that this movie does that.
3: Absolutely. Well, I love that. It's uh, the hol- a holiday or the holiday. I was, the holiday. The holiday. Oh, it's the holiday. It's the only oh. one. It's the only one that's ever been taken ever, in a film. <laughs> not Roman holiday, not anything else. Just, just, the, just the holiday. Not holiday um, in the sun. Nope. Yeah. Nope. None of it. Very, none different. of it. None of it. <laughs> Paris?
2: Yes. What are you doing New Year's Eve? I'll be back in England by New Year's Eve. You know, I've never been to England. I've never been to Europe. No. If I come over there, will you go out with me on New Year's Eve?
3: Well, Alex, congratulations! That was a great, a uh, great pick there. Snaps for Alex. Yeah, snaps. Yeah. Uh, see, now we have a new tradition. Jenny's bringing on <laughs> new tradition. Snaps,
0: snaps is our new tradition.
3: Snaps. I love You're snaps. We're gonna have to snap. Yeah, we're gonna have to snap. We're gonna have to say Jenny's name every time we do it. <laughs> oh
1: hell
3: yeah! Yeah, it's <laughs> gonna be awesome.
1: Keeping the um, tradition
3: alive. There it is. All right, I'll jump in there. I'll jump in there. So again, I just want to say, based on your definition, Alex, this is one hundred percent. Yeah a th- uh, a holiday movie.
0: All right. And and Let's and see.
3: I I also want to say that me and my wife um watch this every year around holiday time. So, you know, it is a holiday movie in in all senses of the word. All right, guys. So, oh, here we go. We open on a the sound of, of a wolf howling <laughs> at the moon. Yep, you know what it is. <laughs> you know. sound of a wolf howling at the moon. But is it a wolf? No, 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 no. No, it's a man. It's a man standing on top of a house. We pan down. It's a dark night. There are children with their grandmother digging into the earth for something. Inside. The the who we assume is the the father of this household is is arm wrestling a friend of his, his wife sitting across from him. And all of a sudden, she looks up at her husband and she says the husband's name. And he says what? She says marvelous
2: news. I'm going to have a baby <laughs> right now. And they
3: rush out of this home. They rush to the hospital. Uh, the children are sitting in the waiting room with another <laughs> child. <laughs>
1: Oh, what it is? Come on! I have no idea what this. Are you guys serious? Oh my god! I know
3: exactly. I know. I know exactly what it is. Well, I'm going to tell you what it is because the the child, the, the you know the, the the wife is in is in the ER. She's she's getting this child out, but all the while her husband is there. She's being like ridiculously calm about having a child. She's still fully dressed, by the way. Like she's not in a gown. Her husband is like not in scrubs. Like it's not sanitary at all. He's just so proud of her. He calls her <laughs> Katamia, and then all of a sudden. All of a sudden, he bursts into the waiting room where the family are like... It's a
2: boy. It's a girl. Gomez! What news? Father, what is it? It's an Adam's.
3: Tell you guys something, right? Absolutely down. holiday movie. Absolutely mm-hmm. a holiday film, even though it takes place in the summer. <laughs> not,
0: not at honestly. All if you if you all. told me that it was it w- took place at Christmas, I'd believe you. Like it oh, had like, the vibes of a Christmas movie. Did the abs- original
3: one take place at Christmas? Like no, it was. It, it all feels kind of like that warm like that like yeah, it's, it's all cool it's all up. about family thanksgiving and...
1: at some point or am i making that up well
3: so this movie has the thanksgiving pageant during summer camp
1: oh that's what
3: it has when he's like eat me like and he's dressed like a turkey <laughs> which is <laughs> yeah. the best one of the best scenes now my, wife... my
0: first my first ever crush was christina ricci as, oh, as wednesday Addams.
3: absolutely
1: cool wasn't you know
0: oh my
3: god yeah you know and and also can we just talk about raul julia As Gomez Adams, who like is giving a masterclass of performance, as well as um um Angela, uh, oh my God, why am I forgetting Angelica Houston? Angelica Houston, as Morticia, who like literally it's her movie, like it's Mm -hmm. out of control. And we we also we're gonna we're gonna have a whole thing about our friend um, Miss Miss Cusack. uh, (laughs) Oh yeah, as Debbie Debbie Jelinski. Oh Um, my God, I haven't seen this movie in so long. It's all flooding back to me now. Oh my God, it's very dim in my brain. It is. So the reason why I chose this movie, right, I think I I, I love the movies that you, you know, whether or not they are um, about the holidays or or even take place on the holidays. I love the movies that you watch on the holidays and this movie, you know, the scene in this movie with the turkey with the Thanksgiving Day pageant mm-hmm. is a classic holiday scene. It's meaned every Thanksgiving. Do you know what I mean like people are always posting shit from it? Um, but more, what I love about this movie as a holiday movie is, it, you know, if if we're to break it down and watch me do a, a cr- critical film analysis of Adams Family Values, um, it is it is very much a, a a reaffirmation of this family. Right, this family is is you know the, the entire first movie the 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 gag of this family is that they are dark and depressing and 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 love it that way right they are they are these weird freaks but they love each other and they understand each other and the world just doesn't get them right they mm-hmm. that making the point that like the outside world they are the freaks the adams are actually the normal ones because like the things that you know it, i mean one of the things that i think is beautiful about the adams family is like in a world that is literally going insane but like how could you do this and how could you do the adams is like no that's just who we are and like we love each other like it's totally fine to them do you know what I mean like there's just such an acceptance and in this second movie um which it got it, funnily enough got better critical acclaim than the first one but didn't do as well box office wise as sequels often don't um it was still very successful but it just didn't do as well as they'd hoped um in this movie you know they kind of go the other way. Right, where they're like, cool, so this time we're not going to put them against normal people, we're going to put them like against another psychotic person <laughs> to show how, like, how they are not that, right? Like, Debbie Jelinski is easily one of the best villains of 90s film um it, it so so you know to kind of set her up they 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 have this new baby and they need a babysitter and they bring in this woman Debbie Jelinski who is uh uh it's found out by Wednesday very early on is a serial killer she is known for like there's a whole there's a whole news report where it's like she she gets she gets with rich men and then she kills them and steals <laughs> their money and like it's this whole thing and debbie jalinski played by the amazing 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 joan cusack is basically like a barbie doll on crack like she is insane from the moment she steps foot in this house and it only gets worse from there um and she knows that wednesday uh suspects her so she sends wednesday and pugsley off to camp chippewa uh which is run by uh gary and becky granger played by played by peter McNichol and christine christine baranski in just stupendous performances Um, and they are it's like it's like happy camp and they like like one of things get so bad with them there that they lock the atoms in like a a a cabin full of like michael jackson posters and disney movies and like try (laughs) to like convert them and and it that leads to the the much coveted uh thanksgiving pageant um where you know Wednesday in pure boss fashion uh you know is like pretending to be like going along with this pageant which is like horribly racist and and sexist and ridiculous and then like la- like launches a full-out assault on like these like you know waspy campers and just burns the entire thing down and it's fucking brilliant um the 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 pinnacle of this movie uh is Debbie captures the Adams family all of them, and she has, them, and she has them um, all locked up. And she's going to electrocute them. And she gives this monologue about her humble beginnings. That is so good. It's like it, she just takes you through every buddy that she's ever killed. Um, it is, it is, it is known as the Malibu Barbie monologue. Um, I, I, I may or may not be pulling up the the monologue right now. Um, <laughs> Alex, you can cut away to it, but I just, just, just for your, for your edification, I want to, I want to, I want to read this, 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 this monologue from when Debbie Jelinski describes why she killed her parents. I don't want to hurt anybody. I don't enjoy hurting anybody. I I don't
2: like
0: guns or bombs or electric chairs, but sometimes people just won't listen. And so I have to use persuasion. And slides. My parents, Sharon and Dave, generous, doting, or were they? All I ever wanted was a ballerina Barbie in her pretty pink tutu. My birthday. I was ten. And do you know what they got me? Malibu Barbie. Malibu Barbie.
1: The nightmare. The nerve. That's not what I wanted. That's not who I was. I was a ballerina. Graceful. Delicate. They had to go.
3: And the next slide shows a burning house. Like, guys, <laughs> come on. This is brilliance. Like, it's full brilliance. Yeah. I, I, can't, I can't get enough of Adam's family values. It is really... And, and it, again, it's, it's about protecting the family. Like, that yeah. is what... It's just it's it's a definition of who they are. They are the Adams and they're not there to hurt anybody. They they just they they're just really really dark, but they love each other and they and they protect each other. Hmm. Um and and Sarah would kill me if I didn't give her full credit for this because this is absolutely a movie that she reintroduced into my life and I would not have picked this movie if we were not married. Uh so she wanted me to say that. It's been said. Sarah, I said it.
1: Thank you, so, Sarah. There it
3: is. Thank yeah. you, Sarah. You're the, you're the only
0: one. Only Sarah
1: and i'm going to have to add that to my holiday list i don't remember the movie at all i don't think oh i've seen God. it since i was a kid so good so good.
0: yeah i just remember it in in bits and clips yeah you got to wa- you got to watch it, watch it all again but
3: tr- truly truly an enjoyable watch from the beginning yeah, to end
0: yeah it shows the power of family right it kind of hurdles the macabre really well cuz they they're yeah. they're, cr- they're crazy and they do crazy things and like it's all like like blood and pain and Horror and like, if if it was a serious if it was a serious movie, it would be really sadistic. Yes, uh, they're able to take these really dark things and just make them light and comical because they all love each other, right? Mm-hmm. And they're and they're all they can do crazy stuff without getting hurt and like, and yeah. Somehow that all feels really good. <laughs>
3: feels feels super good, guys. Super so good. warm and fuzzy. So
0: warm and fuzzy.
3: Yeah, man. The absolute values. So Jenny, take us on oh, the journey.
1: Okay, okay. So to me, this is the only holiday movie actually that's not true i love all holiday movies so never mind i take it back strike it reverse nice. it nice. it never happened um so now i'm nervous what if i fuck it up
0: i'll just edit it
1: great um so we open on this great orchestral brass sounding score We're kind of sweeping over these snowy rooftops um, that feel very European and old school uh, as we watch the credits fly by. And then we drop down into this busy Times Square. It's not the Times Square. It's just a square. Town Square would be what I'd want to say. Mm -hmm. And... Kids are running, dogs are barking, someone's selling a Christmas turkey who pops out of the cart and, you know, he has to stuff it back in. We sweep through the town and we land on these two people selling apples. And when I say people, I mean creatures. Uh, One is a rat and one is, i you know, to give it all away. I'm so proud of you. I'm so proud of
3: you. (laughs)
1: So we proud have of Mr. Gonzo as Charles Dickens. And wow. I gotta say, it is just wow. the best holiday movie of all time.
3: Who is this? It's Mr. Applegate, sir. He's here to speak to you about his
0: mortgage. Please, Mr. Scrooge, I know you're very angry about this. And I didn't mean to fall behind
1: in the payments. Lord knows it being Christmas and all. Oh, please don't shout at me, sir. That, and of course, little Gwen. Her lungs aren't right. The doctor takes his share, don't he? I mean, you can yell and scream and you're right, but it won't do no good because I'm the stone you can't squeeze blood from, and that's the truth! Thank you for not shouting at me. Oh.
0: I, think, I think this is a first in what? that we've selected this movie for a prior episode. <gasps> But it's
1: oh, great. Oh
3: no! No 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 but no, it's no. Perfect. It's perfect because we want to. We we said in that episode that we want to talk more about it. So now great. we are. Oh
1: no! The but now I'm going to tread over the same stuff. No, no, not. not at
0: all. Nick thought that that this was the best Muppet movie. Yeah,
1: mm-hmm. I
3: did. But I, but I think it's both. I think it's both. I think it is the best Muppet movie. I also think it is one of the one of the best, if not the best. I do agree with you. Um, holiday movie. Uh, of course we're speaking of Muppet Christmas carol Muppet we're back Christmas carol. we came back guys we're back we did it
1: Yay. circling all Core around
0: circle you're welcome talk to so
3: us talk to us about, to us about <laughs> this what are your memories of this movie what do you love about this movie like talk to us
1: oh this is so i think i watch this I, maybe not every year but but this was a major part of my childhood and now i try to watch it every year usually when i'm baking cookies or something in the background um but You know, it's when we're talking about warm and fuzzy, this movie gives you absolutely everything. It's so funny. It's so dark. Like it it came at a time when they weren't afraid to scare kids. So it's really good because there's, you know, you've got scary ghosts and fun ghosts and people who are legit angry. And Michael Caine deserves an Oscar for his performance in this movie. Michael Caine. Michael Caine. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> oh, yeah. i love it um and and you know I'll, i'm gonna jump the gun and say the one thing that i'm missing now is when i was a kid i watched it on vhs and it was the full movie with the breakup ballad in it and now i can't find the breakup ballad on any on it any It is on i
3: saw it on maybe it was youtube oh yeah two... you can
1: watch like the scene itself on youtube yeah but like yeah. in the movie as a whole it's not on it's the gone. streaming yeah no no streaming no dvds They've why is taken, that because it's, they thought it was well one of the trivia on it says they thought it was too sad for kids which is complete bullshit because there's a lot more sadness in this movie but i think it was just cuz there's no muppets in it and they didn't want to have a 2 minute song uh, with just gotcha. but it was my favorite part of the movie when i was a kid cuz you know like i have said to Nick, I love musicals and you know, it's the girl's ballad and you get to hear this pretty song and yeah, it's talking me. What,
3: what, what's your, what is the, what do you think is the scariest moment in this movie? Uh, because I know what it is for me, but I want to know what it is for you guys.
1: I mean, I don't know why it might be because sounds are really scary to me. But when we're first about to see the Marlies and you know the, the door, yeah, the, the bell that goes ringing, ringing is so scary.
3: <laughs> I hate that shit. I can't, guys. I'm going to tell you something right now, and I'm, I don't even think I admitted this the first time. I cannot watch Marley and Marley. What? <laughs> I go. I leave the room. I don't watch it. For refuse, a Muppet movie. I refuse to watch Marley and Marley.
1: Well, I <laughs> think do once that. they show up, it's not scary. But like the well, precursor they- to them, with like thing the doorknob being weird yeah. and the bell going yeah. off and the candles yeah. blowing, it's that's that's freaky. That's Straight legit horror up. movie.
3: That's like that's like hereditary level horrors in this <laughs> <Yeah>. Muppet movie. <laughs> goddamn terrifying i don't like it i don't like it i don't watch it i, I, li- I listen to it and i'll sing along from like the from like the sta- from the hall i like be
2: like marley
3: i'm not gonna do that guys it's really dumb
2: <laughs> so yeah. I, don't like it.
0: <laughs> I mean it, it makes perfect sense as, as a holiday movie just given what the muppets and we might have talked about this the first time around too just given what, what they represent right like that kind yeah. of unbridled hopefulness and optimism in people uh-huh. And say, you know, like, like it's important that we care about each other yep. is basically the core of, of who the Muppets are. So a story like Christmas Carol and a holiday, you know, just the holidays in general, like, it fits right in there. Oh, yeah. No, completely.
3: I mean, and also, I, I got to say, you know, I um I think that the Christmas Carol story structure is possibly one of the cleanest, like, best ever it's just so it's you know it's it's the this idea of conversion and this idea of change and mm-hmm. and you just take this guy on three adventures like that's it you know and mm-hmm. and I love that I've always I've always thought that that's just such a clever way to um to explore character and especially when you have Michael Caine um
2: Michael doing
3: Caine. Michael Kane doing like literally his Oscar worthy best um you know and 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 just taking this so seriously it really is guys this is if if there was ever a time to go back and watch the Muppet Christmas Carol and we we, uh our 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 producer on Broadway Podcast Network Dory um is she used to be an imagineer for Walt Disney World and she actually built Muppet Vision 3D that's so that's why that's why it came up that was her her baby so we had her on and we talked about Muppet movies um
1: amazing
2: yeah 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 yeah
1: I I saw this trivia that Michael told brian henson that he's going to play the movie like he's a part of the royal shakespeare company and yep. he like yeah. he does he does exactly that it yeah. is
0: that, that's what makes it work that's what makes yeah. the performance so good you know it's
3: no it's it's know. so true because you know i i'd say that the, to me that the same thing extends to tim curry in muppet treasure island to me he like it's because they tried to kind of capture that same magic mm-hmm. and it's not I think Michael Caine beats him you know I'm not beats him it's two different performances um but like it, to Michael Caine's hits me harder I will say but Tim Curry is that same thing where he just you just take it seriously like take it seriously like you're telling the actual story and but it just happens to be Muppets do you mean like
2: yeah well, that's
3: it you know and I think I think it really it, it just elevates the thing really works and um yeah man Oh no! I'm gonna go. I can't wait for Christmas. Yeah, so go watch you
1: gotta that. watch it. Yeah,
0: you can watch it now. Don't you even wait watch for it Christmas. Now, yeah. It's time, man. It's get the holidays. The We've decided. Put the, put the
3: cocoa on. No, no. I gotta. I gotta go All get right. a COVID, I gotta go get a COVID test. For <laughs> after after, for this, after <laughs> this conversation, <laughs> no, no. For, I'm actually. You for know, you can't suite. catch
0: it. Catch it through your headphones, right? I know.
3: I know. It's not about you. It, not everything's about yeah. you. But so everyone's got
0: to stay away from this microphone I'm using for a while, unfortunately
3: dude but are you are you okay seriously all joking aside you're okay you're taking serious i am okay okay.
0: we are we are thankfully okay uh it's it's weird it's weird i don't want to like uh undermine the seriousness of of it as a thing like luckily we are okay um it could have been very different uh so please everybody take it, take it seriously. Yeah. It's not, and it's not fun. This was not a fun week that we've had. It's been a lot of just laying on the couch, just sweaty and disoriented and, and with high temperatures and, oh my God. Did you get any um,
1: interesting fever dreams?
0: Uh, Yeah. I can't really remember <laughs> what they were. Dude, uh, it, it's like a general like fatigue, brain fog, you know um, it's, this is kind of the first time I've had to sit and put my brain back on. Um, and luckily I'm, I'm, doing it. i think i'm doing it okay yeah uh, I think you did it better great. than i did i do talk good <laughs> um but yeah i mean it's yeah just it's just like being being really sick for a while so all right all right Not well, fun please but rest up please rest up what was fun was this this mm-hmm. whole this whole thing
3: this was super fun and she said jenny thank you so much for for coming on and hanging out with us of course um, you know where where can people find you i mean you know obviously hollywood unscripted uh, your other podcast uh,
1: uh, a moment of your time yeah so uh, yeah. two uh, two podcasts i highly recommend listening to is hollywood unscripted and a moment of your time a moment of your time is a collaborative one so any of you artists out there who want to submit a piece go to slash a moment of your time and they're all like 5 minute bite-sized creative expression pieces and it's really delightful uh, and you can find me at, at the Jenny Curtis on all platforms, except I don't really use Twitter. I really only use Instagram. So find I've me been, I've been I've been
0: trying to use Twitter. I like download it. I'm like, okay, I need a Twitter presence. Like Nick's all over it all the time. Like I got yeah. like three tweets. Like yeah. Gotta, like once in a while,
1: I'll think of something really funny, maybe like once a year.
0: Um, right. That's what I'm worried about. It's <laughs> like, cause I, I have a couple of times I've been sitting on my couch. I'm like, I think of something really witty and I'm like, oh, I should post it. And then I think about, oh man, if someone went and just looked at all my tweets, it's just going to be like a couple times me splurting something out into the universe. Yeah. <laughs> like,
1: it feels weird. And so like social so media is such a weird yeah. construct that we have, but. Oh yeah. You know. But,
3: no, we, we, we do, we got to do with it. You know, we, we got to do up. with
1: it. Yeah. yeah.
3: <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's a part of our life. We got to deal with it. You got to do with it, and you know, make it work. But Jenny, you are you are such a such a gem, and it's been such a pleasure. Well, show. I have Thank thoroughly
1: so enjoyed this, and I think by the time this comes out, uh, Nick, your episode of Hollywood and Script is out. So everyone should go listen oh, to yeah. that. Yeah, with David E. Talbert, it's amazing. Yeah. Talking, Talking about jingle, holiday movies, Jingle. Yeah. Jingle, jingle, jingle jangle.
3: Love, jingle, yo, jangle. Alex, I'll set it
0: to got, I'll set it to download so you get your numbers. But uh, I'm not going to listen. to it <laughs> Right. <laughs> Any more than I have to. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, good, I appreciate good, good. it either way. <laughs> yeah. Good. 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 Good.
3: Yeah. All right, guys. Well, Leo. Everyone, stay safe out there. Wear a mask, and we will see you soon.
1: Happy holidays. Little justice. Little
0: justice. Little justice.